0: From Valley Public Radio, you're listening to COVID-19 This Week, San Joaquin Valley. I'm your host, Kathleen Schock, with health reporter Carrie Klein. It's May 14th, 2021. A year into the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of basic questions about the virus have been answered, like how it spreads and how it affects the body in the majority of people. But for many subsets of the population, unknowns still abound, including among pregnant women. Last month, an international research team published a wide-reaching study of COVID complications during pregnancy. And Carrie's here to talk more about it. Carrie, welcome back. Thank you, Kathleen. First, as usual, let's begin with a Valley-wide status report. Okay, so new case rates and
1: deaths due to COVID are holding relatively steady. Between one and 200 infections are reported every day and around 30 people are dying of the virus every week. Hospitals are also still slowly seeing fewer and fewer COVID patients, and there's been more reopening progress this week. Madera County has advanced to the orange tier now, which means all counties in our area are currently in orange except for Merced, which is still in red. Vaccination rates are slowing here and across the country. Um, In the Valley, about 35% of residents have gotten at least one shot. That's only one percentage point higher than last week, and 27% have been fully vaccinated.
0: And then there was that big news out of the federal government this week as well.
1: Yeah, um, two pieces of big news out of the federal government. Just yesterday, as you mentioned earlier in the show, um, the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced that it's okay to stop wearing a mask if you've been fully vaccinated, even indoors. That's pretty huge. Um, the agency has been very conservative about masking since they first recommended wearing them. Um, however, there are some caveats. Everyone is still required to wear them in, you know, medical offices and in crowded places like nursing homes, buses, and airports. Plus, local regulations and business businesses can still require masks, even if the federal government doesn't. And there is still a mask mandate in the state of California. And then, of course, there's more vaccine news. The Food and Drug Administration earlier this week approved the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for kids as young as 12, and that's a huge milestone. Clinical trials are still continuing for younger kids.
0: So now let's talk about how COVID can affect pregnancy. Carrie, tell us more about this big study of pregnant women that was published last month. So,
1: this was indeed a very big study. It was published in the peer-reviewed research journal JAMA Pediatrics, and JAMA stands for the Journal of the American Medical Association. Uh, The study had 50 authors. The leads are at the University of Oxford in the UK, but they worked with researchers from more than a dozen other countries to enroll pregnant women from local hospitals. Together, they enrolled over 2,000 pregnant women in the study, about a third of whom had tested positive for COVID while pregnant. It was the largest cohort to date of pregnant women women in a single COVID study, and they set out to determine whether pregnant women with COVID were more likely to suffer complications during childbirth than their COVID-negative counterparts, and whether their newborns were likely to suffer complications as well. So what did they find? Well, the results were not ambiguous. Pregnant women with COVID were at an elevated risk of a lot of childbirth complications. I spoke about this with Robert Gunnier, an environmental health researcher at UC Berkeley and one of the authors of the study.
2: Preeclampsia was increased about 70%. Um, Severe infections in the mothers was um, three times higher than the controls and medically indicated preterm births were about twice as high.
1: Women with COVID were also more likely to be admitted to the ICU during childbirth and then stay there an average of three days longer than COVID-negative women. Plus, many of the COVID-positive women died at a rate that looked much higher than among women without COVID. But the numbers are still low enough that there is a wide error bar on that rate. Interestingly, mothers who had asymptomatic COVID infections were not at an elevated risk of complications. And Gunnier says that likely means that there's some element of the immune response, which, when activated by COVID, can lead to symptoms and
0: complications um, around the body. That's so interesting. And what about the newborns? Did babies born to COVID-positive mothers suffer complications once they were born?
1: Well, in some cases, yes. Uh, But first off, transmission between mother and baby was not actually very common. The researchers found that only about 13% of the COVID-positive mothers gave birth to COVID-positive babies, and it was most common among women who delivered by C-section. Gagnier said that was a surprise. And good news is there was no sign that breastfeeding could transmit COVID. Gagnier says all this could inform what had been standard practices when a COVID-positive woman gave birth.
2: A lot of the babies were isolated from the mothers if the mother was tested positive around the time of delivery or were discouraged from breastfeeding or, or directly breastfeeding. You know, They would um, pump and then feed the baby through a bottle. And so far what we're finding is none of those are risk factors for the mother transmitting it to the child.
1: However, many babies, even those who did not test positive, were still at risk of complications, mostly because of what Gounier referred to as medically indicated preterm birth, that doctors would make the call to induce mothers early, even prematurely, if there was some extreme threat to one of their lives. So those decisions may have ultimately saved lives, but the babies were still more likely to need care in the neonatal intensive care unit afterward.
0: And then always a question in a study like this is whether we could definitively say that COVID caused these complications. Do the researchers feel confident in determining cause versus correlation in these cases?
1: Well, Gunnier says to him it's relatively clear that COVID did cause the increase in some of these risk factors, particularly because the worse the COVID symptoms, typically the worse the complications were. However, Gunnier said they couldn't make that determination across the board.
2: There are some questions for some of the maternal complications during pregnancy as to whether that condition resulted in a higher risk of getting infected with COVID or whether COVID caused that. And this study wasn't really designed to, to actually prove one way or another.
1: One example of that would be gestational diabetes, a condition that many women develop on their own during pregnancy. However, diabetes in general is a risk factor for more severe COVID infection. It's also possible that pregnant women are at a heightened risk of contracting COVID in the first place, since pregnancy does suppress some elements of the immune system. But again, Gunnier said that was not something that could have been determined from this study.
0: This all sounds very scary. What does it mean for women who are pregnant or who might be soon? What can they do to avoid these complications? Well, the main
1: thing is to do whatever you can to avoid COVID. I mean, I I actually know many women who have put off getting pregnant because of the pandemic. And Ghanie, he says he's not surprised to hear that. But you know, for those who do get pregnant, he advised the basic precautions like masking and social distancing and, of course, getting vaccinated
2: really it seems like there's been very little adverse effects from vaccinating pregnant women and that the risk of pregnancy complications and um, adverse newborn outcomes are quite high for those that are infected. So we strongly encourage vaccinating pregnant women.
1: He also pointed out that while contemplating these questions might be kind of an abstraction for many women in the West, where infection rates are improving and vaccines are widely available, the risk of contracting COVID during pregnancy is still very real and very threatening in many other parts of the world.
0: Yeah, that's such an important point. Carrie, thank you so much for this.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, Kathleen.
0: You've been listening to COVID-19 This Week with reporter Carrie Klein. I'm your host, Kathleen Schock. Thanks to our news director, Alice Daniel, and engineer Don Weaver. We'll be back next week. And be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, Valley Edition. All this and more at kvpr.org.